Hello, Kyla. Well, hello, <laughs> Sally. <laughs> Hi, listeners. Uh, hello there, listeners. <laughs> Welcome to A Year Ago Today. Our podcast. <laughs> da, da, da. <laughs> I started to feel like I was in some, like, British children's TV show. <laughs> hello, listeners. <laughs> you start, you're already starting your improv uh, chops. It's true. It's true. Oh, it's gosh. happening now. It's happening now. Okay. What's the best thing that's happened to you since we last recorded? Oh, my God. When did we record last? Just a few days ago. I don't like know. three days ago? Four, maybe? Sally, good stuff is happening at such an exceptional rate in my life right now that it's, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> All right, what's the best thing? Well, I feel really excited about what happened between you and I right before we got on this call. <laughs> I love it. Uh, we, Sally and I were trying to get on this episode and we were having some technical difficulties technical difficulties Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh and couldn't hear our guest and so sally and i ended up getting a little bit of time together and a year ago today started just sending all of this energy through and we got a whole energetic upgrade which i feel really good about and i'm excited to share with everybody but i think not yet (laughs) yeah not not right at this moment but yes it was very wonderful oh what about you, Sally? What's the best thing that's happened to you? Um, I we I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sally, take, a, take a breath <laughs> for different reasons. I feel like I've been it's, I've been having really strange energy over the last few days, and it so it's I don't know. It's been a very interesting experience. So I guess the thing that just happened is also the best thing that's happened to me, simply because. Everything else that I can think of, I I haven't been receiving as like the best thing. Mm, girl, I, I have been in that too. So I really have. It's funny because when I'm thinking back now on what actually I've been through since the, <laughs> the last time that you and I recorded, I was like, wow, I can't believe I was just so upbeat about that a second ago. But I guess I'm really, really trying to focus in on the on the good that's coming up. <laughs> Which is fantastic. And that's where you need to be. Yeah, I'm not quite there yet. Like, even this morning, I was like, Justin, I don't know. I woke up. I feel really weird. I don't like it, but I'm in it. And he was like, I know. I can tell. Like, I just want you to be happy. And then, like, held me for a while in the kitchen. Oh, Justin. <laughs> yeah, it was really lovely. Well, um, Sally. <laughs> why did you call me <laughs> well it was like it's also just been a lot of back-to-back things like i had koya teacher training and it ended well it technically ended when we started when we were supposed to start so i had to leave it early and then we were having all the technical problems before we even sent out the link and then we were having technical problems after sending out the link so it's like it's just been back-to-back stuff all morning all day oh sal yeah no, it's great though. We're here now. We're here. We're here <laughs> and it's going to be so good. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm so glad that you're here. Yes. We made it. A big virtual hug. <laughs> Thank you. I receive it. <laughs> oh, boy. So, yes, we're really excited because today we're talking to somebody really fantastic. And Tyla had never interacted her with her before and was even like, I already love her and I haven't even talked to her yet. <laughs> Oh, that's when we couldn't hear each other before yeah. the episode. She was just chatting at me while I was talking. And I was like, I love this girl already. All right. So hi, Layla. Hi, Layla. Hi, ladies. 
so excited. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, Sally, are you going to tell us how you know Layla? I know Layla through Bizwoo School. Um, we are both teachers in the coven. Um, you guys know all about Bizwoo School if you've been listening. If not, we will link to it in the show notes. And yeah, we just, I don't even fully remember. I think Layla had posted something about being on podcasts or something. And I was like, oh, I have a podcast here. All of these ways that, you know, you can be part of it. And we just connected and I loved her energy. We both realized that we were Latina and we were connecting on that. So we became fast friends. <laughs> Pretty much. I think that's, that's it. And everyone that is part of Bisbu School, I have connected with in some level and we are Insta friends. Mm. Yeah. It's really, it's really magical. I mean, isn't it cool when that kind of starts to happen with all the people around you? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, wow, these are my people. Totally. Mm, so good. Okay, so we're here now. <laughs> I just realized before you asked Tyla about the how I know her, I was like, oh, I'm the one who has to say all the questions that now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That. <laughs> Are you okay? Do you need any support? <laughs> it's all right. I think I can do it. <laughs> all right, I'm here if you need me. Thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, so, Layla, I invite you to close your eyes. Take really nice deep breaths really enjoy them and I invite you to look back on a year ago today everything that was happening in your life and I would love to know in one word how you felt one word uh, awakened Ooh. Mm-hmm. oh my goodness wait what Isn't that what Alex said on the last? He said that was his last. Oh my God. I know. Look at this evolution that just happened. The the last episode, the person's final word was awake and she just started with awakened. Yeah. We're we're really, we're really making some energetic magic here on a year ago today. Holy cow. And you, there's no way Layla could have known that. And that's not a word I use. English is not my first language. Ah. <laughs> okay, I'm ready to go. There's been enough magic for one episode. Bye, guys. <laughs> oh man, yeah, this is this is gonna be great. I'm really excited. Um, I really need to calm down. <laughs> it's okay. You don't need to calm down. No, you're, please don't. You're still present, so that's all that matters. <laughs> uh, we are here today because a year ago today, Layla officially launched her charity. Ugh. Oh. Which, ah. <laughs> so phenomenal, so phenomenal. Hooray! Thank you for the work that you do. I, like, I want to say that right off the bat. So with that frame, tell us a little bit, Leela, tell us about what your charity is. Let's just start there. Yeah, so this is, this is really exciting. Um, I've, um, I hope I don't go too long, but I want to share this. <laughs> um, I am an empath and a lot of my life I avoided seeing sad things because I felt bad. So I would maybe donate and, like money, but I couldn't really see it because I felt really bad. Mm. And then, um, I found myself like feeling sad and watching the news and, I just, this came out of nowhere, like this epiphany of what can I do? You can only do what you can do. So I thought, what can I really do? I can't really help people in the Middle East, um, at least not much. 
Um, I can't really change the world, the way the world is looking. I can't change things like racism and homophobia, but what can I do? And the, in my family, there's always been a great element of how helping other people is the biggest thing in any religious belief, right? In any mm. spiritual belief, the actual impact you're making. So on that note, um, I started doing a crowdfunding campaign and the idea was what if I ask my friends in Canada and the U.S. to donate through a link to support an orphanage in El Salvador, which is where I'm from. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is a place that my parents visit and help and we know the children are well, well taken care of. So I know where the money is going and 100% of the money is going to the children. So it's not... Uh, going through marketing or anything like that. It's like a home and it goes straight there. So that's where it all started. And by me feeling that I got a huge sense of peace and purpose by doing what I can do. Mm -hmm. Wow. I mean, this is already like one of my favorite conversations I've ever had. (laughs) Yeah. And we've only just started. I mean, there's so much power in what you've just said. Like, there's so much happening in our world and it's so easy to get lost inside of all that I can't do. Like, and you can like forget to look at what can I do? Mm-hmm. And then when you finally make the shift into looking at, well, what can I do? You're like, Oh my God, I have so much more power than I realized. Mm-hmm. And you, yeah. you stop feeling bad about what you can't because feeling bad doesn't help anyone. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, totally. Well, and then the more you lean into it, I feel like you start running around like, (laughs) I feel like it starts, like maybe it starts feeling a little bit like a burden, but the more you lean into the like, what can I do? It becomes like, oh my gosh, I can do this. And then it becomes you like running around, (laughs) jumping up and down as you're like opening your charity, jumping up and down and being like, I can do this. I can do this because I did it (laughs) Mm because it's real because it's here. (laughs) Yeah, totally. definitely that's when you say awake that's what it feels like to me it feels like this energy of like jumping up and down being like oh my god this is reality right now (laughs) (laughs) yes that's that's a great way of of seeing it yeah i mean that's what's happening Mm -hmm. um and i love right off the bat just like knowing the where the money is going and like being able to see the impact that you make it makes such a difference um, I remember I've worked in a lot of nonprofits and they're, they were different, right? So like some of them, we were supporting human rights worldwide. I never met a person who we were impacting, even though I knew that things were happening, <laughs> right? Like laws were changing and like whatever, but that was different than say like a New York Restoration Project where I was hosting public events for little kids in these community gardens that had not existed before. So it's Mm -hmm. like, I was playing with them. (laughs) Like I could Mm -hmm. see what was happening. I could see the value that the community garden or the park or, or the education program was bringing to them. And I think it's really special that you, that it's so closely tied to like where you're from. Cause that's something I've been thinking a lot about actually. Cause Mm -hmm. I just like where I'm from and making a pilgrimage home and what would that look like and what would that mean and like sending money home what does that really mean all of this kind of stuff i just Ooh, reread yeah. in the time of the That's butterflies a concept. yeah 
So I just reread In the Time of the Butterflies and the entire time that I was reading that book, I was just thinking about like, this is where I'm from. Like, this is history. These are people who lived, who like I am connected with in some way. They are from where my parents are from. Um, so this yeah, is a this part is of just, me. This is, this is, these are all the things that are like, were running through my head as you were talking. And uh, it's, uh, it's definitely, it really helped the way I would see these children because before this, I couldn't even go and visit because mm. I thought I'm going to go visit and I'm going to start crying and I'm not going to make them feel better. I'm going to make them feel bad about themselves. So I don't even want to go and visit. I'm just going to send some money. But then now I go there and uh, after I started doing the fundraiser, which wasn't a charity yet, I visited and uh, I was able to visit with a whole different energy. Mm. What was that shift in energy? Can you? Like, I'd love to know kind of what you think you shifted out of and what you shifted into. Yeah, so I shifted out of uh, avoiding my empathy. I was still helping, but I was avoiding really looking at things because all I could do was feel bad and feel mm -hmm. sad. And then when I launched my crowdfunding, uh, just a simple crowdfunding link that was three years ago, um, that I was able to visit and talk to the people that take care of the children. And they were so grateful. And I think the energy in myself was um, a sense of pride that didn't come from ego. It, it was mm. a sense of, or maybe a good part of the ego, I don't know. But it was uh, like me saying, oh, yeah, I know what you need. And I've been helping. Like, I have been doing something. Mm -hmm. It feels like an energy of co-creation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to say, it feels like, I'm, you know, you said not with the ego. And I was thinking, yeah, it feels not like a head energy. It feels like a heart energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like a different type. I don't know the, the word to use, but it was a sense of pride, but not a sense of pride of seeing myself as better than anyone, but seeing myself mm -hmm. as useful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Boy, oh boy. We are only 14 <laughs> minutes into this. <laughs> and it is great. <laughs> well, there was something that was coming up for me a little bit earlier. I'm going to see if it's still there or if it's gone now. Oh, we were talking about being able to see your impact. And I was just thinking how important that is. You know, I... I learned a lot about Kenya in college and I, I got to go to Kenya and I thought I wanted to work in the nonprofit industry in girls' education in Africa in particular. And that was, you know, from being on the ground working with kids. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then I got back and got into a job at a nonprofit, not, not like totally aligned with the mission that I had wanted to work on, but still a good nonprofit doing good work in the world. And I just felt so far again from that impact, you know, mm -hmm. and even though I was part of the organization, it's like, I really can't guarantee where this money is going. Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't totally trust. And it's interesting because like when it went from being, I'm wondering, and I guess Layla, this is the question. Have you come up against that at all or thought about how you maintain that authenticity and that, that intimacy between your donors and the people who are receiving the benefits 
that I think sometimes gets lost inside these bigger, um, bigger charities. Definitely. So something I wanted to do from the beginning, um, because of, I would say, uh, authenticity. So people would see where the money is going and they would get a sense of, so this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to help both sides. And the way I wanted to do that is because I've known a lot of people that are from Canada. I live in Toronto. And they have never seen anything outside of North America. So um, I um, I think I realized this when some family members of mine that live in California visited in El Salvador and they were really shocked that people didn't have a fridge. And mm-hmm. then I started thinking that's really, they don't have a fridge and some of them don't have food. Yeah. And that they don't know this. And how much is there that people don't know in North America about other countries? So I wanted to help both sides. I wanted to help donors understand how the world lived and actually make a difference in something that is tangible. And like you said, something that they can connect to. And I wanted to help the children, obviously. And what I did was I shared uh, pictures. I shared videos of the... um, the home of the orphanage because I can't share pictures of the children because of some um, legislation, but I shared um, images of the place before the fundraisers and I shared, uh, this is not actually not even my idea. It was the children. The children created uh, like posters and thank you cards for the donors Mm. Uh, after Mm -hmm. they received the money. So uh, my mom would take a picture of it my mom would go and deliver the money with my dad and they would take pictures of them delivering the money. And a lot of it is for me to show people like where the money is going, but there's also an emotional connection. So people can see the person Mm -hmm. that's receiving the check and how much she turned out to be with the money exchange, right? And currency Mm -hmm. and um, other donations, because it turns out some family members from El Salvador were just driving to my parents' house, delivering things because they wanted to be part of it. And it didn't make sense for them to send me the money to via my website if they were in El Salvador. So there were people driving to my parents to deliver food and things. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, And, um, that people really, really, really love getting those thank you letters. And there's a side story I actually want to share, which which uh, I did not expect, which is this guy <laughs> that I went on a spiritual like retreat with my coach. I met him there. I barely know him, but he seemed like a great guy. So I started posting on Facebook about this. Uh, this was, again, before it was a charity. This was uh, the fundraiser, uh, the crowdfunding campaign. And he donated in name of one of his friends. And his friend turns out to be adopted from El Salvador living in Canada. So Mm. he gave this as a gift to her. So now Mm. I am connected with this woman. And I've been able to help her with some ideas to find her family in El Salvador. And that's something like, who, who would have guessed? Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. It's amazing what happens when you open up. Definitely. I don't know if I'll be able to help her in any way, but uh, she definitely feels more connected. She was deeply moved by this gift. Well, that is helping her. It is true. It is true. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I feel like I had another question. I I don't remember what it was. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) Welcome back to me. 
I trust that it will. Um, I The thing that strikes me is just like the amount of dedication that you needed to have before it even became a charity because this was something that you were doing once a year, right? It was once mm-hmm. a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like all of this just kind of building up, all this momentum building up and, and you really kind of just like stoking that fire is is really admirable. I don't know. It's just something about that just is just really warming my heart. It's Thank like you. Making Thank me really you. happy. We we started with the, with this only orphanage, but now because it's a registered charity, we're able to help other places as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to. I, I guess that's where I was headed. Is I want to know more about like what it's felt like to expand, you know, into like an officially registered charity. Like, what has that expansion? felt like for you has it felt like you're getting all official is that why it feels good (laughs) or like what is it about it that feels so good I think it's the level of impact and knowing that now I'm helping more people on both sides again so helping mostly people in North America learn more about the needs that we have in other places in the world and how by not drinking your Starbucks that day you can make a huge impact because the money over there really multiplies because of the prices Mm -hmm. of things. So it's helping a lot more people on both sides, helping more um, children that are um, in situations at risk or abandoned, helping them get a better education, a better quality of living. And some of them, unfortunately, it's really hard for them to find a family But in these places that we're helping, we make sure that they do get the love they need, even if they can't be adopted into a family. Mm. So it's it's really helping both sides and the fact that it's now registered and now official really helps me because I felt that when I was just doing the crowdfunding, people could uh, reach out. People that didn't know me would be like, who's this lady with uh, this link? right like I don't know her what is she doing with the money mm-hmm. which is uh, it was it used to be a concern right it's and then mm-hmm. a lot of people would ask as well will I get a tax receipt and I couldn't say yes because it's really not it wasn't it yeah. wasn't there yet so all these little kinks um are now fixed and it's also a bigger impact you know it's so interesting it's like this this like <laughs> back and forth dance. It's like, you you need to be registered so that people don't know you will trust you. But the way that this all started is because people who know you trust you, you know, it's this interesting, um, it's this interesting revolution of energy. And I'm wondering, because what I'm thinking is like, okay, if I'm really donating money, I want to really trust the person I'm handing it to, you know, like in, in a sense, like, it's going to be an organization that I really trust or a, a friend that I really trust who says I'm going to Definitely. pass this along to a good cause. And it's just so interesting. I don't know. This idea of credibility and trust based on relationship versus based on certification is something that I think I'm really interested in exploring. <laughs> that is really, really interesting. And I have always naturally been a person that wants to make an impact as much as I can in every person. So with my friends, having loyalty, helping them out, like with my clients and in my consulting business, 
helping them grow their business and for them knowing that I have a true commitment to that. And in my case, just to be transparent with you, I have had an issue of doing too much to mm. wanting to gain that trust. Like, um, it's really interesting that we were saying at the, at the beginning of the conversation, attracting people that were similar to you and that, that were your people. The problem that I had just, uh, I would say a year and a half ago, was the opposite, was me trying to go above and beyond with, with in different aspects of my life, thinking that I needed to do too much. But when I took a step back and I just focused on being myself with everyone, with my network, with my clients, with my friends, I everything changed. And the people that I started attracting were people that were truly valuing me. And the affirmation that I was working on at the time is I get paid to be me. So that's what I started experiencing in, in my business. I don't get paid to go above and beyond. I get paid to be me. Girl. This is. <laughs> this is what I've been doing in my life. Oh, my God. This is incredible. Seriously, how is this happening right now? What a gift from God, <laughs> this conversation. So the reason I'm realizing now that I'm so interested in what I was saying, like, trusting someone based solely on relationship versus trusting someone based on their credentials is because what we're talking about is, you know, a year ago you got the credentials that would make people trust you. And what I'm experimenting with in my life right now is saying, you know what? Fuck credentials. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm just going to help people without any credentials at all. And without direct payment and see if I can still get paid to be me, mm -hmm. it's the same core desire. <laughs> it's just, it's two, two paths up the same mountain. That's an interesting, that's an interesting idea. And I think that in my case, I a hundred percent agree with you that people that, um, that donated and, and, and also the people that work with me, don't do it because of credentials and that yeah. talking about credentials, um, a fake credential that uh, I've been seeing a lot is the lifestyle credential, right? It's uh, mm. and I talk about that a lot. So it, like the lifestyle empowerment, brand? the, the saying, I have this amazing life, come work with me. Credential. Yeah. So it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so it's really, you can really, be a millionaire too. <laughs> that one, which is not even a credential, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm and, just telling you, I have a lot of money. Yeah. And then my story has been, um, I have a, I have education to teach you like, because I, I do, I'm a business strategist. So it's, I have, I'm teaching you things that I learned through my education and through my corporate experience and through working with my clients. And I don't talk about my lifestyle. Like I don't talk about how much money I'm making. I don't talk about me being at a beach. Like I will post travel <laughs> photos because I love traveling, but I stay at Airbnbs and I think I'll always do that because I don't have a need to say you can make as much as I'm making. And the, the interesting thing is my clients have different businesses than I do because I offer a service and my clients, most of them have a physical product. So it's not even comparable. Like they're not doing the three steps that I did to go from <laughs> yeah. zero to five figures, blah, 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 because it's not even the same type of business. Yeah, but you know what that's making me realize is that that helps you be more authentic because you don't have 
the, and not that anybody really has this, but like in their heads, they're like, oh, well, I'm a person offering a service to people who also offer services. And so I need to prove to them that like when they offer these services to people, wonderful things are going to happen. And for you, it's like really having that disconnect is supporting you and serving you and being more authentic in all of these different ways, whether it's your charity or your business or just a conversation with someone, which is really interesting. Not something that I've ever fully like thought of in that way before, but it's, it's all right. Cause even like my, my, some, a couple of my former coaches had been like, well, people really want to see like your life because you're leading by example. And so like, you need to put yourself out there. You need to like show them that you're like living in Paris and like doing X, Y, Z or like whatever. And I was always like, well, what does that have to do with anything? (laughs) Yes and no. Fully understand. (laughs) I think that yes and no, because I want people to know that, for example, um, there's two points of view to everything in your life. So I've had people be rude to me and tell me that I have a spelling mistake and then I've had people tell me, wanting to sell me something, let's let's say that, wanting to sell me like editing or something. And then I've mm-hmm. had people tell me, you you mean that you work in both languages? Like you consult mm-hmm. in both English and Spanish? Same story, two different points of view. So you do want to be clear when it comes to who you are in an authentic mm-hmm. way so people can identify with you, which I don't think it's the generic story of I am here from the Caribbean working on my laptop. <laughs> well... What's coming up for me, Sally, because I've actually been thinking about this a lot, you know, since we got back from Mexico, I feel like I've been being a lot more visible online Mm -hmm. in my life. Like, I've been being a lot more authentic in my shares. I've been... I haven't been, like, super present online about some of the low vibrational stuff I've been moving through, but that's just because I haven't had the energy, you know? Mm -hmm. But... As I've been doing that more and more, it actually feels like it's been sold as a marketing strategy, you know, Mm -hmm. having this presence when really what you're doing is vibrational mentorship, Mm -hmm. like with the little pieces of the life that you share. So that's, that's what was coming up for me when you were talking about that. Just that like, it's interesting because those are the words that I have recently chosen to talk about what I do. And, and I've been feeling compelled to show up more and more online, which is something I was kind of totally against when I was thinking about it as a marketing ploy. Yeah. Yeah. I think that just like recognizing the, the difference in that and being clear on your, on your authentic, like what you authentically sharing looks like is like the big difference. Mm -hmm. Like that's what, that's, what's going to change the impact and it's going to change where you're coming from and it's going to just I mean it's going to change everything all of it because like I don't need to feel the pressure to post five photos in Paris just to prove to people that I'm in Paris yeah like that's not helping what does that do that's not authentic but if you're sitting (laughs) there like reveling in the moment and taking a picture because you want to preserve the moment and then you share that that's a totally different thing yeah, it's definitely the intention you can share the exact same thing and you can share a challenge in a way so, for example, I got, um, I, I was ill and I had to take a month of my business and I decided to share that, but it wasn't, oh, poor me, I'm here in my bed. It was, 
I think self-care is very important and I'm sharing this publicly in case you look for me and you can't find me this month. I am taking mm-hmm. time off due to illness and I didn't I really didn't think of doing it to be inspiring. I thought of doing it literally in case people look for me and couldn't find me <laughs> and um and to tell my current clients that they, they that I would still serve them. But mm-hmm. I wasn't I wasn't taking anyone new. And the amount of messages and comments I got saying, thanks for being real. I'm like, really? I would just, <laughs> okay, I guess this is a good thing to do then. Well, yeah. that's the thing, though. We're constantly modeling our behavior. And the more, the more aware I think that we become of that, at least for me, the more aware I am of how powerful I'm, how powerfully I model, um, it's, it changes the way I, it, it makes me hold myself to an even higher standard in a way that feels good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It doesn't it feel like me. pressure. It just feels like, I don't know. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. The immediate thing that I thought of was like, well, I've never hired a coach because of the photos that they posted about XYZ. Like, I don't hire coaches because they get to ha- be on beaches with their laptops and because that's what I aspire to. I hire coaches because I'm drawn to them and they resonate with me and it feels really good. And so it's interesting. I'm sure that there are people who hire coaches because they want a beach laptop situation and they're like, well, if you're not a beach laptop situation person, <laughs> then like, I don't, you know, I'm not going to go with you. Um, but yeah, it just goes back to like, well, what's authentic and what's true to you and what's speaking to you, whether it's speaking to you from yourself or it's speaking to you from that person that you're looking to hire. Definitely. Huh. This is, yeah, <laughs> some good stuff. <laughs> well, I was still thinking about charities. I'm, yeah. I'm, I am still thinking about charities, even though we've not been talking about it directly. Mm-hmm. And because I like that we're talking about this because I've recently begun supporting quite a few different charities. And so I've been thinking about it. And I think it's so important right now with what's going on in the world, to be frank, the whole world, mm-hmm. <laughs> that if, like, if you don't know what to do right now to pick a cause or two that you believe in and begin supporting that cause, however you can. Um, but anyway, what I was going to say is coming back to that idea of, like, I keep thinking about like credentialed versus non-credentialed. And the cool thing about getting the credentials as a charity is that then you really don't have to prove anything to anybody anymore. Mm -hmm. Especially people don't know you, right? If they don't know you. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, even people that do know you, people who are misunderstanding what you're doing or, you know, that credential really, it does support you on that mission. And I was just thinking about, again, my own life, how I feel like it's the need to prove that I'm credentialed that is actually the biggest thing holding me back. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there's no credential for what I want to be <laughs> in this world <laughs> that I know of. So, you know, I don't have like the button to close those thoughts together in this moment, but I trust that you guys understand. I do. I do. I'm just processing my life out loud because that's obviously why you're here. 
we're all doing that. Ah, oh my goodness. Well, what other like what other freedom for you has come with this credential? Because I do feel it. It's such a an expansiveness to have that to have that credential. Um, so, like, how else have you been experiencing that freedom in your life in the last year since it's become official? That freedom. Um, it all, uh, it's uh, freedom, let's say freedom when it comes to knowing that um, other people can start helping me without all being on my shoulders, definitely. And the, the freedom that uh, the whole time I was building my business, I was waiting for the moment in which I didn't need to work five days a week so I could do whatever I wanted. And one of the things that I wanted was this charity. So that's also freedom because I always knew that I actually didn't like working five days a week for eight hours. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, me neither. <laughs> yeah, which yeah, is I the norm, you. right? It's the norm that we think that we have to do and that, that opens a whole other conversation on the idea of hustle, right? And mm-hmm. what it should look like. But yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm with you. <laughs> um, do you think that you'll ever get to a point where all you're doing is your charity and you're not working in your business at all? Your your charity just becomes your business? I think I always want to do my business. I'm really passionate about what I do. Uh, so I always want to do something in this area. And uh, it's also... The, the reason why is because I, um, I turn my... <laughs> And this, I turned my corporate career into becoming Robin Hood, and I'll explain why I mean why I'm saying that. Yes, I, I can't wait to hear more <laughs> about this. I've become obsessed with Robin Hood lately. Really, that's so well, interesting. Kind of, but so, we can come back to that. <laughs> yeah. So this is what happened. I, I used to work at big, big corporations. I used to work at Nestle, Procter and Gamble, and I learned a lot there. But uh, little by little, as I connected more with myself. I realized that uh, I I had something bigger to do. And also, I didn't really end up using what I was selling. So it was really a huge disconnect for me. It's like, why am I selling this food that I'm not eating? Mm-hmm. And didn't, it stopped making sense. I also did not like working, like I was saying, five days a week and driving for an hour and a half to get to my office and back because it wasn't in the city. So I didn't really like any of that or the office politics. So all of those reasons made me quit my job. And my vision for my business is to change the way the retail industry works because I work with products that are better. I help people that make things that have a charity component or help other countries or are organic or natural or handmade. And they're doing good. So I want to... My biggest mission in life is to help these businesses grow. So five years from now, organic is not three times the price. Mm -hmm. So those Ah. are the changes I want to see. So that is my biggest life mission. And Well, of course you don't want to give up your business. No, that's why (laughs) it's like that is. Your business is just more service, you know, Mm -hmm. like your charity is service and your business is also service and all of it 
brings you joy. Which is really interesting that through working on business models, strategic plans and pricing mm-hmm. strategies, you can serve because that is my, yeah. that's my gift. Ah, well, that's incredible. If I mm-hmm. ever decide that I do want to build a business, I'm definitely going to call you and pick your brain about. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's it's amazing. It's amazing to see that, like little things that. Well, they always say that you get paid for the things that are come easily to you, right? So mm-hmm. I'm like, what do you mean you don't know how to look at your costs and come up with a price? Like that sounds super easy to me. And uh, but for a lot of my clients, those things are challenging and getting in the way of the impact that they want to make. Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) (laughs) I would be one of those people. (laughs) That would be me if I had a product to sell, which I don't. Yeah, well, I recently started uh, doing pricing for both products and services, but uh, definitely Mm. my vision is to uh, for people to be able to access because it's crazy to me that you can buy a meal with no nutrients for a dollar. Mm-hmm. But then if you want to buy buy like a st- strawberry without pesticides, you're paying like three times the price. But you can buy a fake cheese powder and pasta for a dollar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's oppression. It's oppression. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm. Sorry. Oh boy. I'm not sorry. No, you're not sorry. That's great. <laughs> Hashtag sorry, not sorry. Hashtag sorry, I'm not sorry. Yeah. My friend Mara always says that. Mara, if you're listening, I miss you. <laughs> I mean, well, and this is the thing, right? So I think empaths in particular, <laughs> I think every human is actually put here to serve the world and every human is serving the world ultimately. Mm-hmm. I think that empaths experience a heightened version of that, that either has the potential to turn them into a total basket case who can't handle being in this world or opens you up to a life of service. That's like beyond anything you can imagine. You know, it's like you're serving so many people in so many different ways Oh, I don't know. I'm just freaking out at how cool you are. Like, oh, <laughs> you're so sweet. But, but really, that's what it is. It's like you have stepped into a life of service. And I find that completely irresistible. Wow, I didn't think of, of it that way. But yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> so, huh. So how are you celebrating one year of being all official? What What's the charity doing to mark its one year anniversary? Wow. What is it doing? Uh, well, a personal celebration. Uh, definitely. I have to plan that. I hadn't thought of anything. But <laughs> I'll, I, travel is my thing. So I think there's going to be a trip uh, for myself. And uh, right. when it comes to a charity in general, I think what better way than doing a special fundraising campaign for a year celebration. Ah, mm. oh. oh my goodness. I feel like I, I'm already picturing the video montage of everything that you've done in the last year. And you're like mm-hmm. sending it out to your donors via email and they're clicking on the montage and they're crying 
Ah, yeah. Oh my goodness. Make sure to put me on that list. Okay? We'll do. <laughs> I can't wait to get that. And the thing is, it's so easy. Like people make it all complicated in their heads. And also something I've seen, and I want to just put it out there. Like you don't have to donate to me, but uh, whatever you can do, do it. And people sometimes feel bad that they can only give $1 to mm-hmm. something. Oh, but a dollar is a dollar. Yeah. It definitely. So what would happen if everyone would help one person? Yeah. Ah, oh, I know. So much would happen. That's the thing. We're mm-hmm. so powerful. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. So I want to ask you some like quick statistic questions when you're out. How many schools are you guys working with now? Wow. A uh, hundred and fifty. Holy cow. Totally, Molly. That's Y'all a huge it. expansion. That's amazing. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh. Oh. Oh my god! And how many students are you supporting total? A thousand. Wow, that's incredible. Mm. Would you have imagined that if I was like a year from now, you're going to be working with 150 schools? No, no, definitely, definitely not. And it's like you would, you should, uh, like if you hear the stories that my mom tells me because my mom's in direct contact with uh, with some of these places, and they say that. They were praying because a lot of these places are actually um, run by nuns Mm -hmm. that are dedicating their lives to children. And uh, they say, oh, I've been praying for one time. Actually, they were saying that they had been praying for $200. That was a while ago. And then that was the amount of money that we were able to give that day. That's what we had brought for them. So it's really interesting I've also learned a lot when it comes to faith and uh, and just hope from these people that are supporting. Imagine if, if someone feels bad about being able to support their children and they have two children, imagine having a hundred. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I've been babysitting my niece a lot lately. I can't even imagine having one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I love her to death and she, it's a hundred percent convinced me this time with her that I want to be a mom. And at the yeah. same time, I'm like, I do not know how parents do it. <laughs> yeah. Because these, these places are all through uh, Central America and they get, they don't really get government support as much. It's just different people donating. So we are able to make a really good percentage of the money that they need. You know, I'm wondering more and more what would happen if we all just start ignoring the government and <laughs> taking really good care of each other in local community here in America. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that that might change some things. So I I love the real emphasis you have on community, too, mm-hmm. in your life. It's, like, really coming through as you're speaking to me. Yeah, <laughs> and even when you're talking about big numbers, like, it's yeah. still those little connections mm-hmm. and, like, the direct impact of helping these communities and it's from both sides too because i have seen how it people say okay so now i'm definitely going to value the fact that i can sleep in a warm bed Mm -hmm. now i'm definitely going to value that i uh have a have parents that take care of me even though they're silly sometimes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. do you guys ever offer like um, chances for your donors to become more involved, like going on trips and thinking of like, you know, Habitat for Humanity where they build homes or like, I was wondering if there's any need in the communities that you're working in that your donors might be benefited. Yeah. So, so it's really, it's really interesting because I have heard 
from a lot of people that they want to help. In reality, when it comes to the numbers, it's more help for you to donate than to actually go there because they can pay someone local to do the work as well. But that being said, I am thinking of organizing a trip for them to have that experience. So in the, in the end, I feel like it's more to the benefit of the donor than to for the charity. But if it's going to help them and change their lives to see where the yeah. impact that they're making is going definitely that's something well, that's just, just uh, that's in the plans i i was thinking about my own experience and it's like what gets you truly interested in service is a very powerful experience of serving i mm-hmm. think and so i was just thinking in that in that vein of community building it's like it may not be the best thing for the charity's bottom line but if it's building community between these two different groups of people who have the ability to help each other. Definitely. You know? So it it wouldn't be a thing that would be done for the for for the like like necessarily for the charity, right? It, it's not something for yeah. the numbers, but it but it's definitely something for the for connection, right? For mm-hmm. human a human connection because you have. A, I actually have a friend that uh, that works in uh, organizing volunteering trips. So shout out to Jill. I'll tell her to listen to this episode because that's what she yeah, does. Tell Jill that she needs to help you organize a trip. ASAP. I know, I know. Yeah, I'll, I'll chat with her because, because that's her business. It's uh, taking people uh, on uh, volunteering trips that have uh, where she coaches them as well. So there's a, a huge transformation. Oh, that's Ooh. brilliant. I want to talk to her. You know what? I should introduce you. <laughs> yeah, can you she should be here. Her? She needs to have her own time. Yeah, I want to be her friend. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what I was just receiving as you're talking about that is like, then I feel like what happens is those people, they go, they experience service and that transforms you. You come home, you're a different person and you're talking about your experience. I think that there's this chain reaction of service that when people get excited about the service that they're doing in the world, it incites others to serve. Mm-hmm. So in facilitating that kind of trip, like the ripple effect that you have on humanity, the potential for that is huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you needed any extra motivation. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I can just tell definitely you that I think it's a really I've great seen idea. it from both sides and I've always said that uh, that people that have always lived in North America and I don't know much about specific places in Europe, but I'm sure there's places in Europe that need the same thing. But people that have uh, always lived in North America and when they've left, they've only gone to resorts. You need to really go and see um, what's happening in other places. And for those who want to start local, start local, but go and see how uh, there's people around you that are needing that help. Yeah, it's like allowing yourself, well, I mean, this is such a beautiful way to kind of begin wrapping things up. It goes back to allowing yourself to be put in a situation where you might feel some feelings that are uncomfortable, you know? It's like putting yourself in the path to experience, really, it's poverty, it's lack. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's so interesting because you were saying, Layla, that you used to feel like you couldn't go there because you're empathic and you didn't want to feel those sad feelings, but that's, (laughs) everyone feels that way. That's why everybody avoids 
looking at these things, right? And the, the thing is, yeah. I thought that I would bring them down if I just started crying, which I don't, I don't even do anymore because I feel so happy about what we're doing. Mm. Yeah, you've alchemized it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So freaking cool. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, I am like, oh gosh. So excited to see what you guys are going to do in year two of your charity. I'm like, this time a year from now, you're going to be working in 500 schools. Ah. Mm. What is... the next big milestone that you're looking forward to inside your work with your charity? Hmm. Um, I think that it would be expanding uh, to other continents. Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's a worldwide empire. Mm -hmm. I love it. Mm. And uh, doing more... Um, work in my business that doesn't require my time necessarily. So working with courses and uh, with bigger groups of people. So I have more time to both grow the charity and also travel more. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, I mean, you have to travel to grow the charity if yeah. you're going to be expanding to other continents. <laughs> So I'm glad that your (laughs) dreams all seem perfectly aligned. Yeah, totally. (sighs) All right. Well, Mm. Sally, are you going to facilitate our class? Yeah, I can can do that. (laughs) So, Layla, I invite you to once again close your eyes and take some really delicious breaths and think back on everything that has happened in the past year since officially launching your charity and making it super official and to describe now with us in one word how you feel complete mm. Mm, so good that's a good one oh and if you that could... feels so full <laughs> <laughs> oh man i love you tyler <laughs> thanks i love you too And if you could go back to a year ago today and talk to yourself, knowing what you know now, what would you say? You're on the right path. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Amen. Ah, boy, that feels good. (laughs) That one made me cry. (laughs) Well, Layla, thank you so much for coming to talk to us today. Well, Sally, do we do our big reveal now? Let's do our big reveal. All right, so listeners, we have a big reveal. Are you ready? (laughs) (laughs) Sally, tell them what it is. (laughs) This is one of our manifesting episodes. So Layla has not yet, in this plane and level of existence, uh, launched her official charity. So yeah, this is something that she is dreaming up, that we are all co-creating, and that we've just given her, concluding you listeners, we have all just given her a really delicious space to to co-create from. Yeah. And so, Layla, can you tell us succinctly where people can learn more if they want to support you in making this dream a reality? And also, we'll put all of the links and everything in the show notes. But if you just want to tell them 
what's really going on right now and how you could use their support. Definitely. So as of right now, I am um, doing, well, I have been doing a crowdfunding campaign on uh, during the Christmas holidays. But if at any time anyone wants to donate, I can um, I can make that money get there immediately. <laughs> so you can mm-hmm. reach me through my email, send me a transfer, and I can arrange um, and, and my parents to go and, and, and drop the money off. And they can they can be like the next day that you send it. So if anyone feels um, pull a pull right now to support that, that's what they can do. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, that's that's where it's at right now. But Mila, are you open to receiving support in other ways? I just was like, man, it would be great if she just had a website. Um, and I'm like, Actually, yeah, website. because I don't have anything. You know what? Now that you've made me think. Yeah. Well, <laughs> now that you you've made me think, I, I would love uh, to uh, initially get a website where people can donate year long. Um, I would love to do like a Facebook ad campaign for, for this. Instead of seeing all those ads for <laughs> for lifestyle, we can see this. Yeah. So I would love to start getting some donations going outside of the Christmas uh, Christmas time. I would also love to get a group of people that would share this with their friends because right now it's pretty much my connections and then some immediate immediate connections of of them. So I think that that's mm-hmm. a really good way of uh, to start growing it. So it would be a website, uh, doing some Facebook ads, and uh, getting a team of people that have been looking to connect with those places. Maybe people like Sally that that have mm-hmm. ethnical roots, like uh, to uh, to uh, Latin America, right? That want mm-hmm. to, if and if someone knows other orphanages or places that we can help, and uh, they can yeah. also uh, use the same model I'm using and start their own thing. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm going to sum it up. Out there listening, if you feel resonance with the story that Layla has shared today and you want to help her make her dreams come true, I really invite you to trust that impulse. She is looking for all kinds of support. She needs a website. She needs something that can be easily shared. And then she needs to be able to deliver that to the people who are going to share it with the people. So if you're Mm -hmm. someone (laughs) Mm -hmm, who knows mm -hmm. how to make any part of that process go and you're feeling called to support her and her mission, please email us at a year ago podcast at gmail.com and Layla, do you want to tell them your email too? Yeah. Uh, my email, it's me at LaylaRosegui.com, and that is L-E-Y-L-A-R-A-Z-E-G-H-I.com. Mm-hmm. Great. So all that will be in the show notes. You can email us and ask if you're not sure or if you're feeling lazy and don't want to look it up yourself. We'll put you in touch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And... Layla, thank you so much for sharing so vulnerably with us. I know it can be, it's scary to talk about your dreams when they haven't come true yet. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Definitely. thank you. Definitely. And when I'm at a place right now where I can, like when I, where I need to even develop my business more to be there, right? To dedicate that time to it. So, so yeah, thanks so much. It's been great. I feel amazing. And if anyone Mm. that's listening wants to see the results of the past fundraisers, and see these pictures of the of, of the place and these videos 
and uh, the thank you cards from the children, uh, you can send me an email. Yeah, mm. Layla really needs a website. So if yeah. anybody out there, yeah, <laughs> there you the go. Layla website, please. <laughs> That's let us a. Know. I hadn't even, even thought of that. So thank you. Yeah, mm. and we're. I'm looking for gifted support for Layla. So please don't yeah. reach out to us if you're trying to sell a service. Yeah, not interested in that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, Sally. Where can the people find you on the internet? They can find me at Sally Simply on social media uh, or at sallymercedes.com. Uh, yeah, that's it. What about you? I'm Tyla Fowler on social media. I show up on Facebook and Instagram the most. I tweet really, 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 really rarely, but I feel like they're pretty good when I do. So <laughs> I think I've tweeted once in the last like three years, maybe twice. Oh, that's man. it. And TylaFowler.com. <laughs> and you can follow a year ago today, our podcast at a year ago podcast uh, on all social media, you can rate and review us wherever you're listening to this. <laughs> um, and you can share it with a friend. That would be phenomenal. If you feel like contributing to financially supporting our podcast, you can do that on Patreon. Um, you could just look us up there and you can contribute whatever amount, like Layla said before, even a dollar helps, even if even it doesn't seem like a big oh deal. God. If it five <laughs> people donated a dollar a month and like in the next hour after this comes out i would be so excited that i would probably be like i don't even know what would happen i would explode you'd probably cry i would definitely cry <laughs> um because here's the deal y'all sally and i and a year ago today are on a big big <laughs> mm-hmm. mission in the world and it's coming through it's coming through now and we really need your support to channel higher vibrational energies. Mm -hmm. So if you haven't donated, but you've been thinking about it, or if you haven't thought about it yet, but you're thinking about it now (laughs) Mm -hmm. or whatever, um, it would mean a lot to us if you would go donate what you can to support us. Um, and if you would like to make a one-time donation, we can just email us and we can figure out the best way for you to do that. We're open to all of the support. For so. us, for Layla, for our world. Ugh. Yes. <laughs> so good. Uh, what else? Is that all? I realize I like... didn't talk about my website. <laughs> That's fine. Layla, we're going to put it in the show notes. Okay, yeah. great. <laughs> <laughs> if you like our intro outro music, you can follow Zena Hell, Z-Y-N-A-H-E-L, on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and SoundCloud. And those are all of the things. We uh, love you very much. We love you very much. That's oh Meredith, if you're listening to this, I think you said you made a donation, <laughs> but it didn't ever go through. So I'm sending pe- I love personal you so notes much. to people now. Thank you. <laughs> Hi to my mom. <laughs> Hi mom. So funny. Uh, all right, oh, but now I need to pee. So if that's it, we'll say see you next time. Peace out. All right, bye. Thank you, ladies. <laughs>